0: Hello, welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast. This is your weekly injection of mind-numbing local news. My name is Alex, this is Rob. Hello, guys. Um, We can be found on our website, which is www.lapodcast.net. We're on Twitter, at LAPodcast. We're on Facebook, at www.facebook.com forward slash LAPodcast. If you search for us from SoundCloud, you'll also find our latest episode always uploaded there, but only the latest one. If you want to download our previous episodes, you can go to LAPodcast.net. Alternatively, you can go onto iTunes, where you'll find all of our previous podcasts. And, of course, you can subscribe to us and leave us a rating as well, if you'd be so kind. And finally, if you want to email us in a story to feature on our listener email story of the week then you can email us at lapodcast.net at gmail.com and that's basically for you to email us any story to your local area or any local story that you found amusing and we very well might read it out. Now Rob is back from vacation. Hello all
1: how are we doing? He's back from Turkey and you do look
0: mildly tanned I'm
1: not overly tanned no someone I else said this I'm not one of these people just to lie around in the sun for hours and hours no. I don't find that interesting but no I've got a bit of a tan uh, it just looks like I haven't washed for a few days but uh, yeah no it was very relaxing
0: how was the gay cruise then?
1: it was wonderful uh, lots of sex uh, <laughs> no uh, it was lovely it wasn't a gay cruise I, I went to Uludag in Turkey for a lovely 10 days all inclusive holiday it was wonderful was it? yeah lovely weather you know fantastic resort wonderful
0: that's all you've got to say about
1: it well what do you want to say i can go into detail the, the food was uh, plentiful you literally uh, you could eat say any hour of the day and it was free i mean what was this it some all... sort of buffet service no, or seriously it... listen to this seven to seven thirty to eleven breakfast eleven till half past twelve and this is all provided in this the coffee. provided eleven to half twelve what they call snack lines so you do look lunch. a bit fatter than Thanks. You then uh, half 11, half twelve till two, lunch. Did, then snack line again, tea, uh, snack line again, and then midnight buffet. Did, did
0: all of this undo Sarah's
1: attempts to lose weight before the holiday? Yeah, very much so, yeah. yeah. Right. Which i be pleased to hear you say that? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's because we, you know, we have indulged with in a holiday and that's why.
0: Now, Rob, you were away and I did do as requested and I did uh, go over and feed your... Uh, you know, change the litter and feed your um, antisocial demonic kitten. Can I called... The kitten has been very loving towards us since you got back. He's been purring an awful lot. Well, of... he would have been because he was traumatized by you leaving. Yes. Or you,
1: or me, he wasn't me, traumatized
0: me. by me. I was nice. Did right. you have sex
1: with my kitten? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I didn't. But I did take a video of us doing something else, which I've showed you. And that video was me playing a game with Nibbler, which ended on an unfortunate and rather sour note. Um, but yet comical, no. Well,
1: it, it depends on how you view it. Personally, it looks to me like you're antagonising my kitten and in response he lashed out at you.
0: I was playing a game with the cat where I was throwing cat toys across the room and he was chasing them and then, and I was filming some of this. And then my phone was running out of battery so I decided to end the video and I just approached him as he was on the couch and I was filming him through it and he was looking, he was looking quite scared and then he pounced on my face um, luckily didn't cause a serious injury, Rob. We're going to put that video on yes. Facebook because, I will be honest, it is very funny.
1: Yeah, and also, we, we, I mentioned it just, just before the podcast, but... We Do you just, know how to put a video on Facebook? <clears throat> yeah, it's quite easy. Oh, right, this brilliant. Is, like, yeah, isn't it? simple. Um, we've also, did, we we're trying to find a collective term for the listeners to this podcast and we've we have decided upon the Anesthesiacs.
0: Uh, so, it's a good name yeah. for a
1: band. It would be, actually, yeah, that's a good point. So,
0: so, the, the Anesthesiacs is the name for our... Listening populace out there, we're basically
1: known for
0: oh. LA podcast listeners, and we're analogizing them to some sort of herd of brain dead zombies. Are
1: we? Uh, let's not try and phrase it that way, but yeah. Um, also, just before we go on, I've got your gift. I have got you, a, you know, the obligatory gift, which I get you every time we go away. Do uh, you,
0: what, you didn't give me anything from Prague? Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> did I? I thought I did. Well, no, because you never went to Prague. You just took. Pictures of Google images. No, that's and told not you I
1: bought you fags back because you were still smoking at the time.
0: Yes. Yeah. I don't remember that. No. But, okay. Right. Uh,
1: there's two gifts. Brilliant. Um, you can have this one first. Lovely. Um, this is the silver. more okay. comical. Uh, don't don't look, don't read it too much into the packaging. Uh, it, it, it was from the shop. Silverstone it, gift and silver shop.
0: Silver gift glass music Turkish art. Yeah. Catchy. Okay.
1: Uh, I, I know how much you like sewing. Uh, and knitting, so I, I got you, uh, that.
0: It's a, th- it's a, uh, Rob's bought me a thimble.
1: Yeah. It, do, do, do you not like sewing?
0: Well, it's got one of those sort of, um, eyes on it, you know, that's very famous to Turkey. Yeah. They're meant to ward off I it's a I believe it's handmade. No, I should just, I shall just have it as an ornament. I do actually quite like it. Oh, what's oh, that's a shame. Uh, and also there's, there's another one as well. Why have they spilt Turkey well, like that? T-U-R-K-I-Y-E. Don't they know how to spell the name of their own country? Um, Okay. Uh, And here's the one from the same shop. Um, Next time, could you buy something from somebody who's literate? (laughs) No. Or English,
1: apparently. We don't want to support the illiterate rule. No. Ooh. Is this a keyring? It is a keyring. I thought it was a bit nicer. It's the the for very famous all over Italy. Uh, Italy? No, all over Turkey, which is the all seeing eye keyring. It's it's probably a bit too gaudy to put onto a keychain, but I thought you might like. it. It is,
0: but I could sort of hang it from my car.
1: Yeah, it's good luck, I believe.
0: Yeah, I don't believe in all that. Right. But, <laughs> but, uh, thank you
1: very much, Rob. I appreciate those gifts. Oh, very you you're I, welcome.
0: I like them. I think they're both tasteful.
1: Oh, that's good Yeah, yeah well, what a shame uh, also just like to say very quickly uh, good luck to Swindon Town in the second leg of the playoff uh, against Brentford on Monday uh, by, uh, by, what, by which point by the time this podcast goes out we may have already lost
0: I mean it would be nice to think that there's anybody listening in Swindon it's probably even less likely that any of the Swindon Town FC football players listen to this podcast you never know but I'm sure your good luck wishes will be appreciated
1: yeah let's hope so <laughs>
0: Okay, Rob, I'm going to kick us off with two very small stories here. They're both uh, animal-related. They're both bird-related, Rob. Oh, okay. Um, and the first is from The New Shopper, and it's by another journalist who I've never heard of. Uh, although... Another one? Another new Rob, journalist? I came across an article the other day written by Alan Woods. You're joking. He's back. Alan Woods was the name of our guy. Who it sold was, the yeah. That's it, yeah. He's it's
1: probably a- been on a, like, a long sabbatical. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I estimate it about six months
0: if we haven't heard from him.
1: Maybe he's just got a, a, a completely addicted to cash converters and we literally <laughs> went and sold everything he possibly could. Then and had he to go to some had...
0: sort of cash converters anonymous group.
1: Yeah, he, he went to the Priory to get, uh, to get help. Okay, this, this is by a brand new journalist, again, who I've never heard of,
0: called Khalida Rahman. Oh, okay. And the, uh, the headline is, Woman fined more than £300 after four goldfinches starved to death. It's a <laughs> very, very short story, <laughs> Rob, and it's quite sad. Well, like... An unemployed woman... From Dartford was fined more than three hundred pounds for animal cruelty after four goldfinches starved to death. Ah, oh. Selina Scamp—that is her name. What a great name! Twenty-six, a Fairview in Green Street, Green Road, was ordered to complete Green four- Street, Green Road. Yes, it's all. Yeah, hmm. it's a green area. This just sound
1: like a bit made up. Was
0: ordered to complete forty hours of unpaid work and is banned from keeping birds for five years. She pleaded guilty to charges of possessing wild birds, namely four goldfinches. Because I don't think you're allowed to do that. No. <laughs> Do you reckon she just got them from a park?
1: I think that's what Stunned it, them. That's my impression, how yeah. would
0: you? How would you obtain goldfinches? I
1: can also point out, she's unemployed and they made her do 40 hours unpaid work. Yeah. Does that not seem a bit hard? <laughs> I mean, no wonder she couldn't afford to pay the bird, uh, pay to feed the birds. Uh, Dartford Magistrates Court heard Miss Scamp legally kept four goldfinches in three cages
0: in her garden, failed to feed them food and water. So I don't know how she expected them <laughs> to live. <laughs> Well, scamp by name. <laughs> On September thirteenth, no scamp.
1: Scamp, yeah, like a.
0: Oh, scamp by name. Yeah,
1: scamp by name, scamp by nature. What does scamp mean? You know, like a, a playful scamp. You know, like a, <laughs> a a rogue or a. I get a it. Cad.
0: All right. <laughs> well, right I can't Mr. Be, I can't, Mr. Be, I can't be, Go be further. Go do a crossword. A
1: more new term. I don't. Know. <laughs> On September, 13th. a scally, a bastard,
0: yeah, a chav. On September 13th last year, police and the RSPCA found all wild, four wild birds dead. Two are severely emaciated and weighed four and eight grams. A healthy weight for a goldfinch? Do you want to guess what a healthy weight for a goldfinch is?
1: No. Guess? <laughs> 12 grams? I don't know. No, you moron! <laughs> 17 grams! I'm sorry. What are you talking about? That means my goldfinches have uh, been malnourished. Better take them back to the park. I can't afford to feed him, Alex.
0: Do you want to see a picture for No, not reason? really.
1: <laughs> Why would I want to see a picture of a now-knowish goldfinch? Yeah, what a ridiculous
0: question. No, do you want to see a picture of two dead goldfinches? Oh, right, oh in which case, yes. <laughs> but definitely. For some reason, the new shopper has helpfully included a picture of... <laughs> uh, there they are, Rob. <laughs> I'd like to just go on record as saying uh, they're not dead; they're just resting, (laughs) (laughs) or pining for the fields, aren't they, Rob? Uh, Yeah, that's correct.
1: They are. They're pining for the fields. I
0: think any people do need to go and see this picture. If you go online and search for "woman finds more than three hundred pounds after four goldfish starved to death," you'll find.
1: (laughs) I don't like the one that I'm I'm hoping (laughs) they haven't been in a position one to look at the camera. Because it does look like be
0: angled <laughs> towards it. Well, you reckon the new New Shopper Journal is like, look, can we uh, just can we just get them to pose for us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're too close to the back. He moves to the front yeah, of the Yeah, This cage, one doesn't look dead enough. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's my first oh. uh, my first story, brilliant, happy news story to welcome you back from Turkey. Okay. My second uh, story relating to birds, Rob, is also from the um, is also from the New Shopper. It's by Patrick Grafton Green. Mm. Canaries stolen from back garden of house in St. Paul's Cray. Fucking hell. Who would have thought two bird-related incidents like this in a week? Mm. Eight canaries have been stolen from the back garden of a house in St. Paul's Cray. Which I have no idea where that is. No, I don't. The birds, I love this line, some of which are yellow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought all canaries were yellow. No, yeah, I did, actually. Well, maybe I've just been watching too much uh, no, Sylvester there. and Tweety cartoons. Tweety okay. pie was a canary, wasn't, wasn't it? Uh, Yes. Um, I have no idea. The bird, some of which are yellow, some of which are brown and green feathers, was stolen on the evening of April the 18th. Daisy Hall of St Paul's Wood Hill owns and and looks after the canaries and says they were stolen from their cage in an aviary to the side of the house after thieves broke in through the back garden. Right. The 24-year-old student told the new shopper, As it was nine o'clock, my dad locked the birds away from the night. A couple of hours later, my my mum was letting the dogs out and they started barking. Mum noticed that the outer door to the aviary had been propped open with a hose. She went in and saw the canaries had been taken from their cage. A total of eight canaries were taken, and all the thieves left behind was a rescue dove, which is unable to fly.
1: Sorry. (laughs) What? A rescue
0: dove? Yeah, a total of eight canaries were taken, and all the thieves left behind was a rescue dove, which is unable to fly. Pretty fucking useless rescue dove. (laughs) I assume what they mean is that's like a rescue cat. It's a dove that's been. Oh, I see what you it mean. It's rescued, not, it but but what it's not clear. It doesn't specify whether the dove was the family's in the mean, in the first place, or did the thieves take the canaries and leave this <laughs> and leave this dove? Yeah, uh, either as some sort of calling card or as some sort of uh, payment for the for the you know we'll swap know. you
1: a, 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 a rescue dove that can't fly for your eight canaries. I'll, I'll swap you this this disabled dove uh, for your uh, yellow-ish... Canaries, yeah. Sort of thing, yeah. Did, Which the thieves, is the sort of deal that cash converters operate. That's true. Is it? Was anything else stolen? Would, no, did did n- thieves break in specifically to steal these canaries? Well, uh,
0: we can only assume. Miss Hall says she has no idea how the thieves were able to break in and believes they must have planned the break in, knowing the canaries were there. She said, "We don't really know how they managed to steal the canaries. We have a very secure garden. There are no entrance points, and the only place they could have got in is covered in barbed wire." What
1: do Where do these people fucking live? <laughs> Sorry. Who's but, covering their garden in barbed so, wire? She doesn't know how they broke in. They've got a secure garden. So Thanks. there's no guarantee that anyone has broken in.
0: I'll get on to this, Rob.
1: She says, there are three
0: doors through to the aviary. Anyone that wanted to steal them must have known they were there. Having owned the canaries, the, old of, the oldest of which is eight, for many years, presumably eight years, Miss Hall Those is very days. upset about losing them and hopes they will be recovered. She said, when you keep animals in your care you really care about them and it really hurts.
1: (laughs) So, when you keep animals in your care, you You really really care care about about them. Right, okay. And
0: it really hurts when something like this happens. I hope we can get them back. And there are two comments, Rob. Um, The first is by Bill Heslop who says, so let's get this right. The door was open and the birds which were capable of flying were stolen. Those that could not fly were left behind. (laughs) Clearly the thieves also checked the bird's eyesight to find if one was blind and therefore useless. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe, or maybe, just maybe, the dad left the door open and the bird simply flew away to avoid being henpecked by the dreaded duo, the mum and the daughter. He blamed it on the bird thief of St Paul's Cray. Comment of the week. Uh, And Ripnituk says, "You say that, but the other night I left two ice cubes in my garden and a rock, and someone broke in and stole the ice cubes and left the rock."
1: (laughs) (laughs) I apologise. Comment of the week. (laughs) Okay, Rob. Now um, you've got some stories
0: for us that I believe are related to the theme of crime you mentioned yes. to me before we came on air. Uh,
1: crime, thre- uh, car- yes, crime theme stories this week. Um, so the first story this week um, is from the Stride News and Journal uh, by the faceless S and J reporter. Uh, man smashes up car with baseball bat in Forest of Dean. Uh, police are appealing for information. Like in,
0: uh, do you remember the Streets of Rage? Is that before your time? The video game. I think it is. Yeah. The beat, you know, it was a side-scrolling sort of beat 'em up, and in one of the cut, the, one of these cutaway scenes, you would always be, have a car, and you'd have to kick and beat the living crap out of it with a baseball bat.
1: They replicated that in Street Fighter. Oh, it could have been Street Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter did that with that. In use in Ryu to smash up the.
0: Yeah, in between fights. It yeah, was it was a, like a, a bonus. Ride. That's it. it wasn't yeah, yeah. Rage. I do apologize for any yeah. gaming aficionados. You just kick the there.
1: shit out of a car, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, people do in Catford on a uh, weekly basis. Uh, people are appealing for information about a man uh, who smashed up a car in Bream with a baseball bat. The incident happened in Parkend Road at 9:40 yesterday, Tuesday, May the 2nd. The offender, described as a man of a slim build, wearing a white hoodie or sports top and a balaclava, struck the front and rear, wind, and rear windscreens of a, a Scodia Fabia. Skoda Fabia, Scoda? Yeah. Right. yeah. Uh, with a baseball bat or piece of wood. So let's just let's just go through that description again. So, uh, so it's like Crime stoppers. yeah, offender described it as a man, uh, of slim build uh, sorry, uh, of slim to medium build, so we're mm-hmm. not entirely sure yet uh, wearing a white hoodie or sports top, and a balaclava so it could be a slim medium build. There's no guarantee it's a man. He's wearing either a sports top or a hoodie, uh, with a balaclava with either a baseball bat or a piece of wood. How do you confuse a baseball bat and a piece of wood? Uh, the victim believes the incident may be linked to an earlier dis- dispute about the space the car was parked in. I think that, I'm think i just saying I think the person did it themselves. Do you? Yeah. It's a, it's a Skoda Fabia. It's an old car, Alex. <laughs> For me, the, the description is a bit too vague. I'm thinking they just claim on the insurance. That's just technically saying. libelous, isn't it? Well, let's see if they get back to me. <laughs> Okay, uh, my second story... Uh, I'll defend you in court. No, thanks. <laughs> uh, this is also from the Australian Journal. A very short story. Man, 61, arrested on suspicion of running a brothel in Busage. Busage, by the way, is literally just around the corner from Chalford. Um, it's not your father, is it? Uh, how old is he? Isn't that about his age? Yeah, no, he's 60... Oh, crap. Well, I'm not sure how old he is. That's really bad. No, he'll be 68 this year. But so you know a... if he'd been arrested for running a
0: brothel. That's accident. true.
1: Yeah, I think he's in the clear. Uh, a sixty-one-year-old man has been arrested on suspicion of running a brothel in the Hall and the Hawthorns in Bussage. He was arrested on suspicion of being uh, concerned in the management of a brothel after police searched the property on Tuesday, April the thirtieth. The man has been bailed to return to Gloucester, Gloucester Police Station on July second. What I loved when I found this story is <clears throat> it was accompanied by a Google Maps image that. Pinpointed the exact location of the brothel. So, if for whatever reason he's found guilty, not guilty, sorry, of of, uh, of this crime, then he can just carry on. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. And people and, and readers of the Australian Journal will be able to, to visit the uh, good advertising the brothel all brothel. around. Then, absolutely. Uh, my last story uh, is from the Swindon Advertiser. Uh, there's a new campaign being run by Wiltshire Police. Uh, the story is by Katie Bond. Help us catch the flashes, say police. A police operation has been launched in a bid to tackle indecent exposure in Swindon. During 2012, there are 56 reported incidents of indecent exposure in the town. And seven incidents have been reported so far this year. As the bank holiday weekend approaches and weather gets warmer, officers are (laughs) urging members of the public to report any incidents of indecent exposure immediately to help officers catch the offenders. What's it got to do with it being warmer? Because apparently, in the why do police need to know quicker? Because it's warmer. Because it's because in the cold winter people don't like to flash because it's cold.
0: So they're saying it's more likely to happen.
1: Well, you know, it's like when it when it's cold, there's shrinkage, and so it's not it's not maybe as endearing as it would be in the summer. These winter. are male flashes, then, are they? Well, I don't think any any flashes children anything like this. Um, I don't think you can arrest children for flashing. Well, you might be able to. I don't know. Section head, you're, for, you're an ex cop. You should know. No, of course. You, I don't think you can. Well, no, I they, suppose technically some took offence to it. There might be, but I, I'm not sure the, will, the prosecution will get very far. Section head for Swindon East Sector, uh, Temporary Inspector Joe Simon that's said... That's typical, isn't it? One rule for kids, another for adults. Exactly, yeah. If members of the public find themselves in a place where someone does expose themselves, if you are able to remember what the person looked like, what they were wearing, probably nothing, I would have thought, <laughs> uh, where they were and what direction the person went, if they can commit to that, uh, to, com- to commit to memory to that as best they can, and let us know as soon as possible, we will stand a better chance of catching the offenders. Sure, that's true of any crime. <laughs> if you can remember what happened, there's a better chance that they, they can catch <laughs> someone. It's very true. So, so, so what happened in the assault? I've oh, no idea. I can't remember now. It was a while back. Right. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> yeah. uh, people can trivialise it and say it's just flashing. But it can, really upset, it can be really upsetting for victims. And we are mindful that it can really... Who's, trivi- who's ever trivialised it and said it's just flashing? I've never heard somebody trivialise flashing. Well, there's they, I mean, they, they, an episode of Bomb, you know where they, they see a flash on a woman in common, who then gets in his penis. Yeah, and but it's a man if it's...
0: flashing men. Which I don't, I don't think I wouldn't be that distressed if a guy flashes off to you. If you're a woman, because it would have all sorts of other connotations about the fact that this guy might be um, some
1: sort of sexual predator who w- wanted to do more. True, yeah. yeah you know. That's a good point. Yes. I don't know I think if I was walking through Crystal Palace Park and someone and just a penis come out of the bushes I might be quite afraid, afraid by that <laughs>
0: just saying especially if it was just the penis
1: yeah that's true Yeah, if, even it, was, also. if
0: it was attached to a male maybe less so if I was walking
1: if I was walking on the pass and just someone threw a penis at me I mean, I'd be terrified a by severed that. penis a severed penis yeah. yeah at first I think it's just a dead goldfinch dropped out of the air <laughs> A dead malnourished goldfish. Good episode title. It is a good episode title. Well. <laughs> um, um, I've heard that you know, sometimes penises can look a bit like a dead malnourished goldfish. I've heard that too. Goldfish? Goldfinch. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, and we are mindful that it can lead to uh, perpetrators going on to commit more serious uh, sexual crimes. Exactly. So we're dealing with this more robustly. With bank holiday fast approaching and fairly good weather ahead, people, uh, police, <laughs> people will be out and <laughs> sort of about and tend to see more, more offences in the spring and summer months. Oh, I do like it says, uh, he did say that um, it can happen anywhere. Places like, for example, Lydia Park or the Lawns. So he's giving you ideas of where you might want to flash in the, in the, in the future. Or where you might want to go to see a flasher. Oh, true, yeah. Uh, there are comments. There, there yeah, are... Can, I
0: just, can I just say something? Last year I had an extraordinary um, experience when I was walking through Crystal Palace Park. Right. Who, which you will know very well. Mm. Being just down the road from... I walked through there this morning, here. actually. Right. And there was a woman. I mean, she was with a guy, but she was lying on on the bank of grass. She was very well endowed in the chest department and was um, completely exposed, so right. topless, in the park in summer weather, completely in a park. And this is, as you know, that park is full of kids and everybody else. What is the difference between that and flashing? I mean, she isn't that. That would be a public. Wouldn't that be a public offence?
1: I think. Uh, yeah, it would be because she's. Yeah, right. Okay. So I was right to citizens arrest her. Uh, yeah, yeah. But not the way you did it. Uh, you can't grab those first. Um, it's evidence, right? Well, yeah. I'm thinking the honking noise may have been inappropriate, though. There are seven comments, which I'm going to read out because they're very short, sure, all of them. House on the Hill says, Make the crime fit the punishment. A pair of garden shears should do nicely. Uh, Always Grumpy says, commenting on the, on the previous comment, just finishing off the saying, Rusty ones, preferably. Uh, Tony Blair is the devil says... <laughs> Okay, I like yeah. this guy. Yeah, uh, why is the plod squatting next to a car with a flat tire when the story is about a flasher? Now have I forgot the picture on it because it's a good point. So it, there we are. That's the picture. Okay, so it's got a picture of a policeman literally
0: squatting Crossing like, next he's, to like a, he's defecating uh, next, next, to, a, next to a punctured tire. Yeah, hmm, maybe there's some sort of uh, tenuous, allegorical,
1: metaphorical. Link, no, I can't see. I think it's just a mistake. Well, I think he carried on by saying, when I first saw the picture and the title, I misread it as Slasher and assumed the story was about the tyre slasher. And the last comment is by uh, Jack, or Jacob K, I think. Flashing is a disgusting thing to do. Unless they're pretty, then it's pretty hot. Agreed. Absolutely.
0: Now, Rob, I can't remember the last time that I um, reported on an Andrew Parks article. It's been a while, I must admit. For anybody who doesn't know, um, Andrew Parks is the group editor of the, um, the New Shopper, which is obviously a paper I report from a lot. And we set up a Facebook page in homage to Andrew Parks called uh, Britain's Angriest Hack, yeah. where we collect together all of his articles because... Uh, well, you'll get a feeling for the flavour of this man's articles from the next couple of stories I'm going to read you, because we've had two over the last couple of weeks, Rob, which have been corkers. Are these Editors' Eyes? These okay. are Editors' Guys, Eyes. His, his article's always Editors' Eyes. So he does this weekly uh, um, editorial called Editors' Eye, which, well, you'll get a flavour for them. Mm. So, Rob, having spent, having been on a little bit of a hiatus from reading Andrew Park's stories, because, as I said, they were almost... They, 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 I, they weren't stimulating me enough to read them out over the last couple of weeks. I'm surprised any of them stimulated prior to this. Um, well, this one, Rob, you will understand why I've returned. He's back with a bang. Put it this way, he's making. I, I reckon he was missing not being on local anaesthetic, right? And um, you oh know. god, I wish he listens to this. So this is Andrew Parks. This is on the 25th of April, Rob, and the headline is. Again, properly predictable. This won't surprise you too much.
1: 25th of April.
0: Change in weather, probably. Well, no, because often his stories have no relation to anything that's actually going on, do they? Oh, good. He, they're often he's talking about quite tired old topics. Was he just found out the Second World War's ended? No, the story is some people should be banned from breeding. Right. Ed says, I comment.
1: This is quite topical, though. Why? If you, after the local council elections, did you see that the BMP? Yeah, this was before the local council. No, okay. What fair did point. the BNP say? The BNP is. Say, so it, w- volunteered to be
0: sterilised, did they?
1: No, they're actually imploring members to breed because um, yeah, they, they think things. if they up the, the percentage of white voters in the country, there's a good chance that their electoral share will also increase accordingly. What a tactic. Mm. So,
0: for eugenics <laughs> in another way then?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was quite similar to what Basically, the said st- they... on the Second World War. Right. <laughs> Here's his story, Rob.
0: We all love our kids. We want them to do the best we can for them. And above all, we want them to live happy and fulfilled lives. We're bound to have different views on how best to help them and achieve their full potential. And even if we don't always voice our opinions, we often feel we could do better than others. All of this is natural. But while... (laughs) It's good to know. But while we can agree to disagree on some areas of parenting, I saw two things recently which convinced me. The world has gone mad and certain people should be banned altogether from producing offspring, and possibly even neutered for the good of general society. Okay. Linda Doran should certainly have been sterilised. Four sons in jail, three for murder, and she justifies it by lying for them. Uh, so this is obviously about some, that woman, whatever. Which I woman? Say. Well, there must have been some well-known story about it. Okay. No. The second story was very different. No brutality, no lying, no death. But you still have to question the parenting values. An upset mum reported her child's buggy had been stolen. That's it. But wait for it. The buggy cost a mere £1,200. Now I know society's grand <laughs> crazy. And we always want to do the best for our children. But this is crazy and deserves only to demonstrate all sense of priority has been lost. How can anyone justify spending more than the grand on a baby buggy? The child I mean, isn't well, even well, aware well, of what is being pushed sorry, around in at that age. So
1: he can justify up to £1,000 on the buggy, but 1000 too much is a straw that the camel's back.
0: Yeah, and it warrants sterilisation, Rob. Right. (laughs) You could (laughs) buy a second-hand car for that, or open a savings account for college. You can open a savings account for college with any amount, Andrew. Um, Seriously, if we want our kids to develop into decent adults, we've got to set a better example. Mind you, if I was stark raving mad enough to spend that kind of cash to push my kid around, there's no way I'd have left it unlocked so somebody could nick it.
1: Um, That's the
0: story. Yes, that's his editor's eye comment, Rob. He's just... He's he's been fitting around and he thought, I've got a great idea... Because you know he always writes stories about these great ideas he's had which nobody's ever had before and his idea is, I know, eugenics. So, comments.
1: I'm just going to respond to this very quickly. Charlie Booker wrote a very, very similar similar article to this in The Guardian on Monday. So that would have been the 23rd where Charlie Booker said he was in the park with his children and also the French children. uh, And... There was uh, a young child who drove through in, you know, those electric cars that you mm-hmm. can buy from. And he was basically saying that that child should should be effectively killed until he went home and looked at how much the car cost because he was expecting this grossly disproportionate amount for a child. Yeah. and found it was only 400 pounds, but still the idea that some parents would spend money on that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Maybe Andrew Parks was copying Charlie Brooker then. Well, uh, I doubt he reads idea. Charlie Brooker's Cold. Yeah, that's, probably, that's a good point, yeah. Um, what it's happened to Quality Press says, I've reported this to the PCC on grounds of discrimination. I suggest others do too, because he angered a lot of people with this article. Really? Of course. Julie Pinky says, "How uh, This is from the. So one- this
1: is g- he's generally reported the story.
0: <laughs> yes. Wow. Julie Pinky says, how dare you insinuate my daughter is a bad parent for buying a pram that suits her. So this is the mother of the woman he talks about. Jesus so what if she spent that sort of money on it? It's her first child. So if she's not a scrounger and on benefits and can afford it, why shouldn't she? Absolutely. She works hard and saves and grandparents donated too. Your words infuriate me. Cookster says, hey Andrew, stop pretending you're in meetings and face the real press. And whilst you're at it, you might want to grow up a little bit. I shall explain that comment in a minute, Rob. Uh, Alex Alexianson94 says to clarify Andrew Parks you can have your opinion it's your human right you can go around thinking that people who buy expensive things shouldn't have kids however you're using quite a powerful medium in brackets the media to express your opinions and to be fair you are going to receive a lot of backlash for what you've mentioned above I do not wish that you lose your job I just wish you would gain some human decency handyman Chris says Andrew how off to you mate. not many editors would write what you have there needs to be more people in the media with the big hairy canooners to put the point across there's a sudden reader Uh, B Norther says the problem with not letting people breed, uh, but they have wrote it as bread, which is unfortunate. The rest of the comment is good. It's it's obviously a typo. Okay. The problem with not letting people bread is this. It's eugenics. Now eugenics, aside from the ethical problems which are huge can cause problems with diseases, genetic diversity and eventually the collapse of the human race (laughs) by introducing eugenics you're introducing another form of discrimination before we've got rid of racial, sexual and other types of discrimination one person of the so-called superior class imposing their will on another (laughs) eventually the so-called superior class would want more and more modifications and more suppression of the so-called lower class after not many generations the two classes would not be able to breed and the human race as we know it would cease to exist also it would tend to start off with specialised cases don't allow pedos and murders to breed but this would be the thin end of the wedge next it may be the rapist then thieves and a shoplifter then a minor motoring offense and someone who is ugly or has dark eyes and not blonde hair these things have a habit of acceleration now all of a sudden we're on we are on course with what hitler wanted hang on hitler was pro-eugenics are you now andrew are you the same as hitler andrew <laughs> it's beginning to look like
1: it. <laughs> um, um,
0: but i cookster it's... wanting to have the last laugh it just says that opening that just says, that would have sounded smart if you didn't use the word bread in the opening line. Nice. Now, what happened was, Rob, while you were in Turkey, is this did cause a bit of a froray. Um, because my understanding was, I think the BBC, you've mentioned it at some point, but uh, uh, the, Gleans, the Greenslade blog on The Guardian mm. also mentioned this story in the uh, article, local paper calls women to be sterilised. <laughs> Uh, And the story is this. A free local paper in London is calling for women to be sterilised. It's leading article, some people should be banned from breeding, argues that certain people should be banned altogether from producing offspring and personally even neutered for the general good of society. It has been written by Andrew Park, group editor of The New Shopper, a title with several editions that are distributed across south-east London and into Kent. The story goes on and describes what he says in the article. And then Greenslade, who's a very uh, very well-known journalist, says... Can Parks be serious? Was his comment meant to be a joke? On his past form, he well may laugh it off, having described his 2.011 call for the return of capital punishment as, in quotes, just a bit of fun. <laughs> I called him, but he was, in quotes, in a meeting. <laughs>
1: and at the, oh, God. And at
0: the time of writing, has yet to reply to my message. The new shopper is published by NewsQuest, a company ultimately owned by the US newspaper giant, Gannett. Which I didn't Is it? No.
1: Now, we need to contact Greenslade. And tell him about the... Tell him... Tell him... Yes. Yes. And make aware of Park stories. Yeah. And this is not just
0: a one-off. And we can direct it to our Facebook page and our podcast. Yes. Yeah. So, he comes back with his next editor's eye, Andrew Parks. And this is where, to me, in my mind, he really does sound like Alan Partridge. The so story <laughs> is uh, the 2nd of May. Make sports facilities free for children. Um, presumably not the children of those you wish to new. Yeah, to. yeah, of course. Editor's
1: eye, comment. Only for those in work and not claiming benefits. Just a quick
0: thank you to start with after last week's column. To all my fans at the BBC, I do appreciate the publicity. But you're still part of the most arrogant, self-seeking and pretentious organisation on earth. Oh my
1: God. And as
0: for the parasitic Mr Greenslade, anyway, onwards and upwards.
1: Sorry, (laughs) parasit...
0: They've obviously got history. Oh my God. So anyway, moves on from there. Right, this weekend at the behest of my son, I dragged my aching and aged frame to a squash court. Let's leave for a minute the disappointment at just how few courts are available for members of the public. to hire and spare a thought for the kids kicking about outside the sports centre. They were a scruffy looking lot, with the obligatory caps, low slung trousers and accompanying attitude, but weren't actually doing anything wrong. In fact, they weren't doing anything, which is why they were so obviously bored out of their minds. But step inside the sports centre and the place was deserted, except for the well presented but equally bored members of staff.
1: This, seriously, this, Imando Inucci could have written this. What, it, it's do, just do think,
0: so partridge. Do you think somebody? Do you think Andrew Parks doesn't really exist, and it is a pseudonym for a journalist having a it joke? it is,
1: it's abso- I mean, uh, it's 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 brilliant.
0: I mean, it's genius. <laughs> Unwitting genius, Andrew Parks. So we have four youngsters, just a stone's throw away from a smashed window, and a sports centre staff just waiting for the end of their shift, asking the group the reason for the madness, and they both agree it's the cost of hiring the facilities. The answer is blindingly obvious, but no one has the guts or the foresight to take on the problem. Drop the prices to a point where the kids can afford it, otherwise we're simply making time until the kids do something daft. And if the sports centre is empty with staff on duty and not required by anyone else, we might as well let kids in for free. Or for a few pounds. No comments.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um...
0: I've just got a horrible feeling, Rob, that this is going to end badly. I've really got a feeling, the more we're following this, that's, that I, Andrew Parks is not a well man, Rob. No.
1: I mean, he now obviously that he's coming to the not... attention of the national press... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, if if, if, they, if one editor's eye has come to their attention, is there not a possibility that they will start reading through the... the? I mean, I, I don't know how to, how to describe it, but... He we've been,
0: been following these editor's eyes since they started, since he started doing these editor's eyes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And... They're they're just, I mean, this is a man on the brink of a mental breakdown.
0: Or past the brink, possibly.
1: Possibly. (laughs) Or, yeah, this could could be the eye of the storm. But uh, I I hope he does listen to this podcast one day and and realise what we're doing for him.
0: Right, Rob, it's time to move on to our listener story of the week. And I believe that after last episode, where I mentioned that we hadn't had from Nick for a long time and wondered if she, if she had, uh, well, expired. Yeah. And um, she has uh, emailed us.
1: She has. I think uh, I'll read the email out before I do the story. She just says, Hi guys, just thought I'd let you know that I'm alive and well. Your concern is very touching though. Rob, hope you have a great holiday. Alex, did you survive the cat? And I think we, we both know the answers to both those questions. Just, yeah. Um, she doesn't say, I've been looking at the local papers, honest... Uh, there's not been anything particularly amusing happening in Norfolk at the moment. Uh, this is the best I could come up with. It's definitely mind numbing. Uh, I read the story. It's very simple. It's just about a birdie called Sky, a budgie called Sky who escaped. So it's quite similar to the stories that you (laughs) featured at the start of the podcast. As often happens on this show. Which I haven't chosen that story because the second story is just brilliant. And then she goes on. Uh, this one isn't local to me. So I'm posting it on my Facebook wall. Thought it would amuse you. So that's the story I'm gonna do. Best regards, Nicola. So thank you, Nicola, as always. So the story is from the North Devon Journal. The journalist is uh Pipper. Not sure if it was Pippa or Middleton. I'm guessing probably not. Sorry, there's no second. Uh, sorry, surname. Philippa, not Pippa. There's no surname. No, they i it's coming quite common now that they use their their handles. So it's D uh, N D J Pippa. So North Devon Journal Pippa. Right. I don't know why. Uh the headline is Parkham WI, or Women's Institute, embarrassed by dressing as pirates for talk by former Somali pirate hostage. So what happens to the missing budgie? That's the story. The budgie escaped. Oh! I wasn't going to do that story.
0: You said she sent you a story about a budgie escaping. Which I said I'm not going to do. Oh, is it not worth reading out? Well, I think this story's better, personally. Right, okay, so I was expecting... I had all my juices ready to
1: go for about this missing budgie. I, I don't need to know about your juices. What's this about a pirate... Parkham Women's Institute embarrassed by dressing as pirates for talk by former Som- Somali pirate hostage. <laughs> isn't that a brilliant headline?
0: Well, I mean, it's a, no, it's a terrible
1: headline. It? <laughs> I don't know if we can reword that into an episode title, but okay, yeah. right, what is this story? Members of the North Devon Women's Institute were left embarrassed after a number of them had dressed up as pirates for a talk by a former sea captain who had been held hostage by Somali pirates for several weeks. Why did they dress as pirates? <laughs> for a bit of
0: fun because <laughs> they knew he'd been held hostage yeah. well, and they thought he would take this in good humour
1: uh, I assume so <laughs> I members of the Parkham WI had thought that they would be given a talk about piracy at the oh, meeting on April the 11th so that's why they did it yeah they didn't realise that they were about to meet a man who'd been traumatised no, by s- pirates yeah but soon realised their mistake when Captain Colin Darch Arrived to give them a talk about his time being captured by pirates in 2008. And they arrived to see lots of pirates. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> this is what's wrong with feminists. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, a report given, especially by elderly well, feminists as well. A report given on the meeting says, The speaker of the April meeting was Captain Colin Darch, who talked about piracy. Embarrassingly, the WI addressed as pirates for the evening, not realising that Captain Darch was going to give a talk... <laughs> Was going to be talking about his experience being held hostage by Somali pirates rather than piracy in general. Uh, however, once they got over. Uh, sorry, what a brilliant story. I know, yeah. What a fucking brilliant story. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it when I saw it. However, once they got over this, everyone sat down to listen to Captain Darcy's story, and what a story it was. I'm not sure if they were still in dress in fancy dress while he was listening to this <laughs> Rob, story
0: I've just thought here about the, the, the connection between this last story and our first story because it would have been quite useful to this this Women's Institute to have known the woman with the four dead gold because <laughs> <laughs> you could have
1: just stapled
0: one to your shoulder <laughs>
1: This guy, I mean, I mean the, the, the Somali pirates have quite a, a vicious reputation. Yeah. And, they don't, I mean, absolutely ruthless. and also they don't dress in what we would describe as typical
0: pirate garb. No.
1: So if he when he walked in to see uh, a bunch of elderly women dressed as pirates, what do you reckon is, do you, mean, do you reckon he would experience some maybe flashbacks? <laughs> um, one of the members says, it was absolutely, gri- uh, absolutely fascinating and gripping. If you ever get a chance to hear Colin speak, grab the opportunity because he is a great raconteur and very humorous let's hope he had a sense of humour about the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> Colin Dart said he found the whole thing amusing and more like a scene from the Pirates of Panzans than anything like he'd experience. Well, exactly. Well, They would Might have looked very really different than Somali
0: pirates <laughs> for, for obvious and not so obvious reasons. Yeah, true.
1: I, I can't imagine. I don't know. Are there many
0: Somali members of the Women's Institute in uh, Norfolk? No, it's <laughs> uh, in Norfolk. It's Devon. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah, Devon with that huge Somali population.
1: Well, you know, they are on the coast. Um <laughs> They were lovely ladies. They maybe judge who was the best dressed. <laughs> so they still put. They
0: still. They still went on with this. Who do you think's got the best parrot? Well, yours looks like a disheveled. <laughs> yours looks like a disheveled penis. You and joke- yours looks like an. <laughs> and yours looks like an emaciated goldfinch.
1: A dismembered penis. A, a dismembered penis. Not dishe- dismembered. Disheveled penis. An emaciated goldfinch. There's. A, that's. An I thought sorry. the one you said earlier was better. Hmm. Um. Like, although you joke, you joke about that. Uh, in the end, I decided to choose the one who had the fluffiest parrot on their shoulder. Oh, well, for fuck's sake. Of course there weren't any parrots near the real pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you go on to say that? If I was a <laughs> If I was a Somalian pirate, <laughs> I would want a parrot on my shoulder, even if it was dead. Do you reckon that he... The, 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 he I'm, I'm not sure... It doesn't go into detail how he was taken hostage, I don't think. But um, do you reckon that he turned up and went, and he went Wait, the my pirate. She went, No, you're not. So parrot on your shoulder. <laughs> So it's like a penis to me. Who's a pretty boy, then? <laughs> Gay pirates. Oh, right, I see what you mean. Gay Somali pirates, yeah. Stephanie George, treasure of the... Why your Street. cruise ship?
0: <laughs> I did worry that you were going to get... i your debts. I, <laughs> I, did, I, did, I did worry that you were going to get kidnapped by Somali pirates, but then I thought, well... You know, and held for ransom. Yeah. Which is happening. You know, the British government will never do anything because they don't want to negotiate with terrorists. And, you know, I thought about that, and then I thought, well... You know, you win some, you lose some, really.
1: Yeah, the podcast has to continue regardless. Absolutely. My dad said to me, when I said I was going to Turkey, he just, he just said, well, make sure you don't go near the Syrian border. So, <laughs> yeah, good yeah, point. thanks, Dad. Yeah, no, I'll bear that in mind. It a good point. Yeah, <laughs> even though we are about, about a few hundred miles away from it. George Stephanie, the traction of the Women's Institute group, has said you never left the resort. <laughs> we didn't leave the resort. I thought you stayed there permanently to enjoy the free food, Rob. <laughs> Well that was part of it obviously we had to make sure that uh, that when we did leave it was between the hours of breakfast and lunch Um, but we didn't decide to make a a, a day trip to Syria. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Stephanie George (laughs) treasurer for the Women's (laughs) Institute had suggested the group dress up for the talk uh, on pirates. The 54 uh, sorry the 54 year old had been a member of the group for two years said I suggested we dress up as I suspect it was a general talk about piracy or something to do with Apple Door Pirates oh the fundraising group okay I work in Walter's, Walter Henry's bookshop in Biddeford and on the morning of the day of the meeting uh, I noticed that Colin Darch's book on the other side I put two and two together and I thought oh god how awful. Well wouldn't you hang on a minute I'm sorry if you're getting a talk normally you are prepared for the talk
0: by some sort of flyer or whatever they just haven't bothered these people at the Women's Institute are just turning yeah. up for a talk that they don't
1: even know what it's about. Also I can't and imagine putting two and two together on the day. I can't imagine the women's Institute would be particularly interested in a talk on Piracy? Does it... It's, I, 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 the, the, this may sound sexist or... Uh, what's it called? Gen... Gen... When you discriminate, it's the, it the old... Ageist. Ageist. Okay. I can't remember what I was thinking of. But, uh, yeah, I just don't think it would interest them somehow. But, obviously, it didn't but because they dressed up on... as pirates. Because so, <laughs> they heard piracy. Oh, great. Let's dress up as pirates. There's three comments on this story. Right. Um, the first one is by Dar247, who says... He actually says, sorry, what the hail is the WI? I'm guessing is hell. I'm not sure why. Uh, water input. Whips in- investigator. Whatever's interesting. Wicked intestine. Whack Indian. Weeping <laughs> infidels. Witches inside? I think these um,
0: these words that he's come up with tell off an awful lot about him. I think so, yeah. Um, reading those is quite disturbing and I think we should probably call the police.
1: Yeah. Uh, by Jay Russell says, oops, lol. And by... Sorry, uh, oh right, yeah. Yeah. And Thanks by, for that contribution. Yeah, definitely worth it. I do like the fact he's, it's Jay Russell and he has a picture of Jack Russell. Clever. Uh, and by Zeng3Jim says, As we're all aware, global warming is caused by a decrease in the worldwide number of pirates. I'm pleased to see that women are doing their part to combat the scourge of our era. Well done, ladies. ramen. Why is global warning, warming well, no idea, caused by the... Deep? I don't... Can I'm, we work it out together? Okay.
0: So there are less pirates. Pirates... What do pirates do? They steal uh, boats, they, 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 raid plunder, they plunder booty. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's not a euphemism.
1: No. Well, the, the Vikings could also be seen as pirates, and they used to rape and pillage, for, must, they, uh, so they could be on along those lines. For, okay, but anyway, so they... Uh, they, 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 they... So uh, why would that cause...
0: takeovers. Why would that cause global warming? Um... If anybody, know, if anybody knows why the, the, the gradual decline in piracy on the high seas is contributing to global warming, could you please email uh, lapodcast.net at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Yeah. Right, Rob, we're running over time. We need to wrap up. But I really wanted, I forgot to do it at the beginning. I wanted to show you this picture I took uh, for you because uh, it amused me. I was at uh, Piccadilly Circus. Right. It's just outside the tube. Uh, there's a Cinnabon. You know where that is? Yeah, I do know. Next yeah. to the Ripley's, believe it or not. And there's this sign where they're selling theatre tickets. And it was just a couple of, uh, well, um, I guess, spelling mistakes. So, so they got theatre tickets, things like Peter and Alice, The Audience, Viva Forever, Phantom of the Opera, Bodyguard, Billy Elliot, plus many more. But, of the, you know, anyway. So one of them is the, you'll see, Book of Mormons. Right. <laughs> Which I believe is actually the Book of Mormon, not Book of Mormons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but my favourite, Rob, has to be um, their version of Warhorse.
1: Warhorse? <laughs> <laughs> Warhorse. War? War, uh, which I, is, that, is that a musical about prostitution during the Blitz? I think uh, yeah. prostitution
0: during the Blitz. It's
1: quite. I mean, I think it, you know, they were doing a lot for the war effort there at that time. They were trying to generate an economy of the East End uh, by by hoarding themselves out, uh, and they, would, they played a very, valuable role.
0: A more interesting story would be about a horse during the war that was also a whore.
1: Well, I think that's a matter of opinion. What? Uh, I, I don't think everyone would be interested in seeing seeing a, a, a horse well, I dressed to... as a prostitute. I seem to... high heels, short skirt, and makeup. I seem to remember Rob. Is that your fancy, Alex? I have to ask. Yes. Right. Goodbye.
0: God bless.